Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. President Michael D. Higgins, should he speak out on political issues? And you've heard this discussed um, from by various politicians over the course of the past two days. This interview in the Business Post with Michael D. Higgins stating the country is playing with fire during a dangerous period adrift in foreign policy and should avoid burying itself in other people's agendas. And we don't want to talk about whether Ireland is a neutral country or not. We've had that very debate here on the programme only quite recently. But I do want to know, do you think, is it appropriate for President Higgins to intervene? Was this an appropriate intervention over the weekend? Art is with us on the line. Was it appropriate, Art? And good morning to your listeners. Um, to be quite truthful, I think that the intervention by the President was nothing short of absolutely shameless. I mean, the President of Ireland is not entitled to drive a horse and cart through agreed government policy. And what he's done is that he's derailed and rubbished an entire process before it's ever kicked off and totally undermined Ireland's reputation uh, in the world. I mean, you only need to look at this issue um, and compare it to, I guess, how, how the reaction was in the media compared to when it happened in the UK. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the former UK Prime Minister, Liz Truss, came out and said that the jury is out when it comes to Macron being a friend and foe. The Irish media went into a state of meltdown. However, when our own head out of state and when the chief commander of the Irish Defence Forces comes out and says the exact same thing, in fact, arguably worse, by suggesting that Macron is accelerating some sort of um, an empirical or um, uh, the agenda of an empire, um, we seem to make excuses for him saying, oh, well, look, he's entitled to make an opinion. The reality is this simply isn't good enough. This isn't normal in any democracy that the head of state who is not in executive power would attack other heads of state and attack the government, which is elected by the people. It's totally, totally out of kilter with what other democracies do. And Ireland now finds itself in a bizarre situation where there are only two heads of state in the European Union who have questioned Europe's support for Ukraine. One is a far-right government in Hungary led by Viktor Orban and the other is Ireland. Now, that is not the kind of company I want us to be okay. um, So he, he, President Higgins shouldn't express personal opinion while in the Irish. Well, I mean, it's hard to say this is a personal opinion. The reality is he's the head of state. He's the chief commander of the Defence Forces. I mean, the idea that the chief commander of the Defence Forces come out, could come out and say, and I quote, um, you know, the generals, the, the air forces, the rest of it, and completely rubbish the inclusion of people who know what they're talking about in the area of defence. I mean, there's actually, you could argue, Andre, an element of misogyny underneath this. The, the chair of the, cons- the Consultative Forum on Security is Louise Richardson, the first ever female head of the Oxford University, one of the most distinguished Irish academics, a far more distinguished person than Michael D. Higgins, who claims to be an academic but doesn't have near the credentials to, to people like mm-hmm. this, okay. and effectively say, well, they have the agenda of other people at heart. It's, it's totally inappropriate. Okay. And do you, do, he's getting a free pass. Do, Morris is on the line as well, Art. Stay with us. Do you think the President Higgins has overstepped the line here? Hello, Andrew. How are you? No, I'm delighted that he spoke out on behalf of the people of Ireland. That president was elected for two terms by the people of Ireland. And he's the head of state, like that gentleman said, of the Defence Forces, Army, Navy and Air Corps. And if he has an opinion that he's entitled to express to the people of Ireland who voted him into power for two terms, he should be allowed to speak his mind and tell us the way he sees it. And I have to disagree with the gentleman on the other side. He said the government were elected by the people. They weren't. It was three parties that came together to go into government that are sworn mm-hmm. enemies, especially Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. So to be honest with you, I'd sooner trust 
the president of Ireland, and I'm an ex-military family man. My whole family are ex-military. We've over 45 years service in the military in okay. Ireland, in the army, my father and my brothers. And he is the head of state. He was voted two terms by the people of Ireland. And I would sooner trust that man with this country's future than a three-headed snake government that was put together to stop the people of Ireland getting change and change okay. that they wanted. Well, what about that arse? Well, President Higgins should give opinion. Well, first and foremost, let me just say, I have the absolute utmost respect for anybody who has served in our defence forces. And I, and I, this is actually another reason why I'm quite frustrated about the intervention, because Michael D. Higgins is trying to have his cake and eat it. Apart from saying that we should completely exclude ourselves from conversations with neighbouring states about the future of our security, he's also said we shouldn't increase defence spending. Now, anybody who knows somebody working in defence forces at the moment knows that their pay is absolutely shameless, their conditions are absolutely shameless. And I'm not coming on here to defend the government. I think the government should be embarrassed by the state of the defence forces at the moment. But we can simultaneously say that we won't discuss the idea of reconsidering Ireland's position in the world when it comes to support in anything from cyber to whatever else. Um, if we're going to do that and say, right, we are going to be a neutral country, then we have to defend and de- or invest to defend our own capabilities. Ireland at the moment is talking out both sides of its mouth. It's being incredibly sanctimonious. We accuse NATO of being totally evil, while at the same time we depend wholly on them to police our skies and to police our seas. Okay. Now that's not really good. And you, you obviously have a strong opinion, Morris, as well, on, on, on our neutrality and the country's neutrality, but Aside from that, is it not the case, though, that the president has, you know, strayed across lines here this weekend, moved into party politics? Should he not have remained on as a TD if you want to hear more of his opinion? Um, no, I think, you see, he, he, was, he was voted in an election, a fair election, twice to represent the people of Ireland as the head but of the state. But as president, as president, though. Yeah, as president, exactly. So he's representing the people of Ireland. And if he has an opinion that the people of Ireland should know from him and his office, we should be allowed to hear it. Like, and he is the only president that spoke out about the conditions that the Defence Forces are in and the pay conditions. Me being an ex-serviceman, I've recently found out about a serving soldier who's living out of his car in 2023 because he can't afford to have accommodation and there's no living in the barracks anymore. A serving soldier mm, of this country... I think we spoke to that very car. soldier so on the show. I, 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 exactly. So... And then I read in the article, a teacher teaching in Dublin has to get over rented accommodation and she has 52,000 a year wages and she can't afford to rent the property in Dublin. Okay. So, you, you, see so no, you, you see no issue then with the president voicing the his president, opinion? Okay. I think the Ca- president speaks on behalf of the people of Ireland and I'm glad that he has spoken okay. out on all occasions, Ca- even on the housing crisis. Con, Con is with us too. Con, do you agree with Morris? President should speak uh, out. Good afternoon. No, I do not. The president is bound by the constitution, and in the constitution, the president has a, a, a keep out of politics. He is the commander in chief of the defence forces, and as commander in chief of the defence forces, I am sure that what he said about the the generals, the admirals, and the air corps. I am sure those uh, gentlemen he was, and ladies he was referring to are not very impressed with him. He should not be involved in any politics, any, anything in the government. He should keep out of it. His opinion he's entitled to, but he is not entitled to belittle the chairperson of this uh, committee that has been set up. He owes that lady an official apology. 
she is much, much more, the first gentleman that was on there is quite correct, she is much, much more uh, qualified to speak on these things than he is. And it really has nothing got to do with NATO. It is about our own defence. We have the Russians around our, our, our coast. We have the fishermen down in West Cork threatening to go out and, and upset them. And now I agree, our Navy, our Air Corps and our Defence Force itself is underfunded completely. Mm-hmm. There should be a lot yeah, more and money a, going into I know, that. And, and, and to be fair, I, I think that's something that you yourself and, and Morris and Art uh, will all agree on, you know, is the, is about the, the support the Defence Forces and, and all part of the, the army receive. But the point, I suppose, of the question today, Con, is whether President Higgins should actually express any personal opinion? No, he should not. He is the head of state, the commander-in-chief of the Defence Forces. He is... Um, not elected to, to, to the doll. He was elected to Ars Anutron to uphold the Constitution. Mm. And he should uphold the Constitution. And if he has his own personal views, keep them to himself. Do you agree with that, Emmanuel? The President should keep his personal views to himself? No, well, first of all, if I can look at the overarching aspect of the Constitution under Article 12, Section 8, under the oath of office, the President is to dedicate all his abilities to the service and welfare of the people of Ireland. As the Commander of the Chief uh, of the Defence Forces and the, the all commissioned officers received a commission from the President, the President has a great concern as to what happens to soldiers in this state in regard to getting involved in foreign wars and foreign adventures where we would be uh, attached to all kinds of wars started by people not of our, our making. So we would be involved in wars that really that we didn't start. And therefore, I would think that our best policy is to remain neutral at all times and also build up a defence capability to protect Ireland from any possibility of invasion. And then, furthermore, as regards positive neutrality, in the Kennedy, in the Jack and Bobby Kennedy tradition of reaching out and looking for ways of bringing peace and resolution to foreign conflicts. But even furthermore, the, the, the president as an individual has the right to freedom of speech. We, we, we wouldn't expect... Yeah, but there's the also the separation of powers. And he's somebody, yeah, but, is he not, that should remain neutral? Is that, yeah, that the you, role you, you he's in? Yeah, but under, under his oath of office, he, he has to take a wider concern as president for the welfare and the people of Ireland and the ongoing uh, development of Ireland as a peaceful, neutral state. And therefore... And if I can make a further point, actually, which is very key to the whole discussion, the president is not interfering in government policy. He's interfering in the formation of government policy. This is a forum to well, form Well, it's the criticism of government policy, and it's not the no, first no, time. No, 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 but yes, but that all comes in under the umbrella of the formation of policy. And as, as every citizen in the Republic has a right to contribute to the discussion on, on, on the future of our neutrality. But as the first citizen, as the first citizen, the president has an even more important role to, to interfere in the formation of policy. The policy has not established yet. So therefore, there's no issue about interfering in government policy because uh, the Tarnish has offered an open debate for speakers to come forward to, to different people in different parts of the country to contribute their opinions. And therefore, as the first citizen, the president, president has a right to contribute his opinion. Has he a right, Art? Oh, I, I, mean, I would think he has a right. I mean, I mean, there, there, there's mention there of concern for Irish citizens. I mean, let's just look at this a little bit further. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that 12 personnel were needed to be rescued from Sudan. Ireland had no 
ability to protect Irish citizens abroad because of the triple lock, because we have pretty much gifted a veto on the deployment of Irish peacekeepers to help Irish citizens abroad to dictators, the people like Putin, to people like Xi Jinping, and we've moved it away from the Oireachtas. Now, Michael Higgins' intervention has pretty much said that any suggestion that we should reconsider that is an attack on the United Nations. Now, I'll tell you what an attack on the United Nations is. It's illegal invasion of other countries. And by pretty much saying that we're totally neutral on all of this, we are effectively taking a position. Um, the, the simple reality is, um, Michael Higgins has said that we're, we're adrift. We're adrift on policy. We don't have a defence policy. I think we're all, we're all in agreement there, actually. We don't really have mm. a defence policy as a country. But he's simultaneously saying that any discussion that we have on developing a defence policy is outrageous, is for the birds, that it's the agenda of other people. And when he says other people, He's talking about expressly the European Union. Now, I don't know about what your listeners think at home, but as far as I'm concerned, the European Union is not another person's agenda. The European Union is a collective agenda that we're all a part of. And if other countries applied that sort of language, rhetoric and thought, then Ireland would still have a border on this island because we never would have gotten the support we had during the Brexit negotiations. And the reality is having a Eurosceptic president who campaigned against us joining the European Union to begin and has always had outlandish views on world affairs, that's not the kind of message that we need to be sending across okay. the world. Like, so- um, across the, across um, um, our, our neighbouring countries. It, it, it's embarrassing and he should be embarrassed. He knows the rules and he's decided um, of his own volition to just toss them aside and that just tells okay. you what he thinks of the office. Okay, so some of the, some of the reaction coming in on this on, on Twitter and on WhatsApp, this listener says, Michael D can have a personal opinion but President Michael D cannot express opinions that conflict with government policy and he knows it. He got away with it before uh, before when he, he did it previously so that's why he's doing it again according to one listener. This texter ultimately the president represents the people not the government. Normally the government would have the support of the public but this government doesn't hence the conflict with the commons uh, that the commons are causing. Uh, another listener has got in touch as well 87 106 to say the president has to be neutral and must be seen to be neutral. For instance if he he needs to intervene in a hung doll. He can't have a history of criticising or raiding with any party. I agree with his views, however. He needs to re- maintain his position and he needs to stay in his lane, says this texter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. We're talking about President Michael D. Higgins' input in a debate around the country's neutrality over the weekend. This is in an interview with the Business Post. He said, uh, the country's playing with fire during a dangerous period of drift in foreign policy and should avoid burying itself in other people's agenda. We're not chatting about whether or not we're a neutral country today. We want to know whether you think the President should speak out on political issues or keep his personal opinion to himself. Chris is with us on the line. Do you think Michael D should voice an opinion, Chris? Yes, I do. I mean, he, he's the first citizen of the country. He's elected to represent us. And the thing is, this where the president wasn't speaking out was a convention. It's not part of the Constitution. It was something that was done over the years because... Our presidents came from the political parties that ran the country, so they were never they they didn't oppose what the what the governments were the governments were doing for the simple reason that they had all be, they had all been either ministers or leaders of the party beforehand before we before we got Mary Robinson and them. But again, you see, so I mean that it's just a convention. It's 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 not law that the president um, can't interfere. 
It's just it's just that they came from within the political groupings that have run run the country since since the founding of the state was the reason that they never did because they they were they were of the of the same age. Mm, but the, but the, his his role with you know as president and taken into account the separation of powers and the fact that he needs to remain a neutral figure that's part of the job. Should no, he then? It, it, it doesn't say it, and it does not say that in the constitution. It says he's got to represent the people, the people of Ireland. It doesn't say he has to be neutral. There is nothing that is a convention. It is not the law. This is a convention, and it came about because the the, the, the initial presidents we had came from Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. So, was, if he has to, if if there's a dissolution of the doll tomorrow, yes. How, how, what's what's my what's Michael D Higgins to do? Sorry, say that again. Like, if Michael D Higgins needs to be in a position, if there's a dissolution of the doll, if there's government yes. formation, like he, how how was he to? Have a how is he to enact that role as president? Why not? Why can't he? John, you you can't. I mean, that's, why were you saying that's biased? He's he's made an he's made an opinion that a lot of people in Ireland believe in. That it's an opinion that that isn't being represented an awful lot on, on the airwaves. It isn't being represented. It definitely isn't being represented in in this grouping that um, Michal Martin has put together. So I mean, he, he's an opinion that shouldn't stop him from doing his job. Do you are you telling are you telling me that um, that 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 Leo Varadkar isn't going to put the interests of the country first when he ha- when he has to make a decision, or is he always going to decide that? Oh no, we have to look at what Fine Gael are going to do first. Geraldine, do you think the president should voice an opinion? Yeah, yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I like when he does it. I, I think um, um, what I feel in the last couple of years, the government just doesn't seem to be listening. And I feel like in a lot of occasions, um, things be, I feel like laws have been passed or, you know, um, stuff is happening that's, that public opinion in general seems to be against, but it's been... It's happening anyway, and I don't feel that that's what the government was elected to do. Um, I mean, this idea that this, the whole thing on neutrality was to be done um, with citizens' assembly, and now suddenly it's been changed to this convention. And from my understanding, is that very heavily weighted in with people um, that are against us maintaining our neutrality. And I do think that sometimes President Hagen speaks out. Uh, almost out of frustration, I think, because the general opinion is against what the government are doing, and yet they're going ahead and doing it anyway. And I think he's quite passionate about these things. So I feel like he sails a bit close to the wind with them, but I think he knows what he's doing when he does it. Mm. Well, I suppose there, yeah. there there won't be any backlash, I suppose, really, from from politicians beyond you know yeah. sources uh, quoted in newspapers talking about the fact that he's sailing close to the wind, but... Yeah, I, I do feel like sometimes he does it to kind of keep them in check a little bit because I, I feel myself, um, I, definitely since COVID and that, I just feel like the government are serving, they, they seem to be running to an agenda that, that I, I certainly didn't elect them for. Um, I mean, even with the hate speech laws and everything, I mean, I, I talk to people every single day in my, in my, my work and um, I know that the general opinion is against a lot of what's going on at the moment, okay. but... They just railroaded on through as well and frustration of people around the housing, around everything in the government 
there seems to be another agenda at play with them and I, I just don't understand. They're just not listening to people. Right. Yeah, well, it's funny you talk about the housing. I think it was this time last year, was it not? President Michael D. Higgins, didn't he talk about our yeah. housing situation or great, great failure yeah. or described it as a disaster, didn't he? Um, yeah, I think, I, I think that people are beyond frustrated with what's happening there. We seem to be awash with money and they seem incapable of putting a brick in the ground and getting people out. Okay. So, well, I, I'm, you know. I, I want to hear other people's views on this today. Just, we've spoken about neutrality before, but just should President Michael D. Higgins express a personal opinion or is it something you want to see him do? Dominic is with us, I think. Would be Dominic on the line as well. Dominic, what's your view on this? Oh, good afternoon, Andrea. Well, of course, I support the President. Um, after all, he's only reiterating the official policy of this country, which is that we're neutral. He's a man with a great understanding of international relations. He was elected by the people, so therefore he is representative of the people. He's entitled to voice an opinion that has been voiced by many members of the public, which is that the forum in Cork, Dublin and Galway is essentially a stitch up. It's been uh, stacked with pro-NATO speakers. It's been chaired by a woman who will actually author the report, who is not only a supporter of American and NATO foreign policy, but has um, spoke, has written in support of the coup in Chile, um, the attacks on Cuba, the attacks on Nicaragua. So this is the composition the, of the panel, basically, of the forum is that you're well, talking Dame about? Dame Louise, yeah, I'm okay, talking about okay. Dame Louise so Richardson. Then, so, 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 should, so should the president then, you, you, you think he should intervene? Like I mentioned the housing situation, there, there were other, other uh, d- topics and debates that he spoke out about previously. I think it was uh, economic growth as well, he commented on. Um, only earlier this year didn't the president make comments about that, but, but you, you, you want to see him make more comments then? You well, want to hear more from elect- Well, absolutely. He was elected as a president, not as a mascot. Uh, this year, he's also spoken in defense of migrants who are subject to terrible attacks. As you say, he's spoken up about the housing crisis. Uh, he is an experienced uh, politician. He's an elder statesman at this stage. He has a great understanding of politics. It's great to hear from him. And I think, in a sense, it shouldn't be controversial because if he had breached any sort of constitutional um, requirement, we would have heard by of that by now but nothing's been said in the past 24 hours sure there have been a couple of politicians carping because they don't like the the actual okay. um the message that he, do, he's he's sending out do, do you ed do you think the president should should speak out on political issues i do yeah he's quite entitled to that's what he was voted in for like it, it, it's just amazing like what do we want like do we want someone that just kind of sits up there and says nothing He's, he's, he's at the opening it up now and I suppose government aren't happy about it. They don't like being questioned about anything. It was like a, a kind of an example of it was a few weeks ago there they said oh there's a row between Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil over housing which are the same the same week they gave that out they forgot to mention the homeless figures came out. You know so it's all about agendas really. You know do you and think? I suppose I do think yeah yeah you kind of you have to look at government that so like there's a lot of people have the same have the same opinion probably as myself there on uh, like housing and health. This is twenty years now, isn't it? And still the they blamed the last post. The same lot is still still there, like, you know. Um so it's it's all it's all agendas. Like basically I suppose it's about neutrality the the chat today is, but like sure like is our neutrality gone since since troops landed in Shannon during the Iraq war? You could you could ask that question. No no president back then 
really seem to 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 ask anything about that. So I think in Ireland, when people ask questions and it doesn't suit the agenda, then they kind of get shot down. Do you do you agree with that, Ong? Like, do you, do you think the the president should speak out now on political issues, whether it be housing or the country's neutrality or what we're going to do with our you know surplus money, uh, the the state of the economy? Do you think the president has a role in commenting on these issues, Ong? Well, Andrew, I think the constitution is quite clear on this, and the, the foreign policy of the state is a specific competence of the government. You know, and I, I think what. Michael D. Higgins has done here, and I've described it as a thundering disgrace, is he's severely diminished the integrity of... Are you there, own Apologies. Go on ahead. Apologies, the line yeah. dropped there. Sorry, no, I, okay. I think he's severely diminished the integrity of the office. You know, he's there to safeguard the Constitution and not trample on it. I mean, there was some suggestions yesterday that, oh, President Higgins knows the boundaries on this. Well, I think, actually, you know, he does know the boundaries, but unfortunately, he's absolutely no respect for it. But I think what's really important to, to, to say as well, Andrea, is, you know, I'm not sure people have really considered what the president has said here. I mean, this was not a simple expression of support for neutrality. I think it was something a lot more cynical. It was a lot more Eurosceptic. It was a lot more anti-Ukraine and, you know, it was potentially even pro-Russian. Like just at the weekend there, I attended the, the youth of the EPP conference and we heard a very moving speech from a female veteran from Mariupol who spent 45 days as a prisoner of war being abused by Russian soldiers. And, you know, I'd like to see if the president would look her in the eyes and say that Ireland, and I quote, needs to avoid burying ourselves in other people's agendas. OK, but, 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 but on the point of speaking out, do you think, is it your view then is he, President Higgins should just, shouldn't voice personal opinion? Well, I mean, that's not just my view, Andrew. I mean, the, the Constitution is clear on this, as I said. And, you know, some points that have been made here today is that, you know, oh, the president was elected by the people and therefore, you know, he, he doesn't need to respect the institutions. But, you know, that to me sounds an awful like what Boris Johnson's recent attitude to parliamentary scrutiny has been. You know, he thought he could trample on the institutions and the norms merely because he won a big election victory. Is that, do you agree with that, Dominic? Are you still there? No, I am, I am listening to that and I'm kind of surprised at Owen's comments because particularly with regard to President Higgins and uh, his supposed support for the Russians in this war. I've uh, read uh, many statements by President Higgins. He's absolutely opposed to the Russian invasion. Of course, he supports the right of the Ukrainians to defend themselves. And uh, I think Owen is a senior member of Young Finnegal. And I'm surprised he'd be so poorly informed about this, unless, in fact, he himself has been cynical and has taken an opportunity to um, land some low punches on the president. You've been cynical, Owen? I think uh, I think it's the president that's been cynical, uh, quite frankly, Andrea, as I've alluded to already. I mean, as the speaker earlier highlighted, you know, this this has had the effect of placing us in a company of being one of two countries in the European Union whose heads of state have called into question the continued support for Ukraine. And, you know, Michael D. Higgins has placed us in now in the company of the far right authoritarian president of Hungary, Viktor Orban. Look, keep your thoughts coming into us today. Should President Michael D. Higgins express opinion? And maybe like some of the other callers today, do you think it's something you want to hear more of? Maybe you feel it's not his position or his role to do so at all. 087-1400-106. That's the WhatsApp number. We leave it there for the moment. Own Ed, uh, Dominic as well. Thanks a million to all of you for getting in touch with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.